Hey guys, it's Tony. I'm here to talk to you about Awaken Conference. Now, Awaken is a young adult gathering in Charlotte, North Carolina from January 31st to February 2nd, 2020. And it's meant to help you recharge your spiritual life and connect with a community that you can grow your faith alongside. Now, this year's presenters include a killer lineup with Caleb Isley of Humans of Adventism and, of course, a friend of the podcast. He's been on a few episodes. Kim Cove, a licensed counselor, and Randy Ban, the creative producer at Nike World Headquarters. The keynotes will be brought by Ben Lundquist of the Rise and Lead podcast, uh, a good friend of mine and an amazing speaker. Trust me, guys, you will not want to miss out. And Absurdity will be there. So me and Becker, uh, you get, get to see us if you come out. Uh, would love to come and talk to you. We absolutely think that this is something you're going to want to come and see. Speaking of, if you enter the code Absurdity at awakennc.com, that's Absurdity, A-B-S-U-R-D-I-T-Y, at awakennc.com, you're going to get a 10% discount. We'd love to see you there. This is absolutely something that we support, and we think that Awaken is a part of the growing church movement that we want to see moving forward. Once again, if you enter code absurdity at awakennc.com, you'll get a 10% discount off the initial price. Love to see you guys there. Encourage us, band with us, come here and pray with us, be on our campus actively and say, we are making a stance against what happened and we are not going to point the finger at our people of color. We are going to help them. You're listening to Absurdity with Ryan Becker, the podcast where we embrace the absurdity of everything. From here, we can move conversations forward by learning how to communicate effectively, listen intently and love patiently. Welcome to Absurdity. Hey guys, thank you so much for uh, checking out this week's episode of Absurdity. This week we are doing something special. This is part one of a two-part episode series. Just last week on February 3, there was an incident that happened at my alma mater, Southern Adventist University in College Jail, Tennessee. It was an incident um, that involved a racist slur being used at during an event that is traditionally supposed to be um, celebrating and supporting black history and black culture. And so there was a huge thing of outburst and, and outrage that followed on social media after this had happened. And so what I wanted to do as an alumni, as an alumnus of Southern, was instead of just sharing my perspective on it, instead of saying um, what I think about it or anything like that, um, I've already kind of made my points on Twitter. I wanted to uh, find someone on the inside and get their perspective. And so I found two students that are going to be sharing their perspectives on what happened, and I'm going to let the interviews play in full. Today, we have Philip Warfield, who is the Student Association President at Southern. And he is on here today, not just as the SA president, but as an individual who has been working hard on the campus uh, to make change and, and to push for positive cultural changes uh, and 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 put an end to racial injustice. So I'm really glad that he was willing to come on. And I want to let you know a couple things. Number one, I did not seek these students out specifically. In fact, they were either recommended to me or they messaged me and let me know that they wanted to be on. So this is not something that I've coerced anyone into or talked them into, but rather this is something that they let me know they wanted to do. Number two, this was not about me being right or them being wrong or anyone being right or wrong. Uh, this is an opportunity for us to listen to someone's perspective on what has happened. 
And so what I would encourage you to do as you listen to these interviews is uh, to not listen for parts of them that you can pick apart, to not look for things that you disagree with, but instead look for things that you agree with. Uh, Listen for the hurt and the pain that is in these students' voices and listen to their stories as they want to share them. So I've not edited anything out. Um, This is going to be Philip's experience, Philip's perspective in in his school year and what had happened um, just this past week and all of the hard work he's been doing in order to make a difference on Southern's campus. I'm really appreciative of him. I'm appreciative of his um, of his work and of everything he stands for. And and so, Philip, if you're listening to this episode and this intro now, I just want to let you know, thank you, man, for what you're doing. And, and I'm praying for you as you continue to uh, get work done on Southern's campus and to fight for um, racial equality in all walks of life and in all areas on Southern's campus and Southern's culture. And to those of you who are new, to those of you who are just checking this out because you're interested in what was going on at Southern, um, welcome to Absurdity. On this podcast, we talk about faith, life, pretty much everything in between, and I just appreciate you checking us out. If you want more information, you can go to www.theabsurdity.org, and if you have questions, comments, or feedback about this episode, just uh, email me, ryan180becker at gmail.com, or find me on Twitter, at Ryan180Becker. Thanks, guys. Enjoy our conversation with Philip Warfield. I am here with Philip Warfield from Southern Adventist University. Philip, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and, and what you do at Southern? Sure. Uh, yes. So, as you said, my name is Philip Warfield. I am the Student Association President. Um, And kind of what I do, a whole lot of that is I'm just really the voice of the students. Um, I also have my own initiatives. And this particular year, my initiative, uh, main one is called This Is Us. It's a celebration of uh, multiculturalism on our campus, especially because where we are in the Deep South, uh, it's very pivotal that we understand how to have these conversations and that we are able to celebrate them and learn more about each other uh, to be kind of that, that light in the Deep South of where we are. And that's kind of my mission this year. Awesome. Now, when you say voice of the students, this is just for clarification. Um, you mean, do, what, what do you mean by voice of the students? This means that at any time when students just have an idea, let's say, um, hey, we want to have better lights on this side of what we call the promenade here at Southern Athens University. Then I said, okay, well, let's see if we can take that up with our senators. Let's see if we can take that up with the university senate and make that happen. Or a student doesn't understand something and they want to ask administration, but they don't know who to ask for administration. They might come to me and say, hey, can you help me with this issue? How can we solve it? And I'll be able to find that particular person and kind of be that voice. And, um, that's, I guess, facilitate conversation, if you will. Great. All right. Awesome. Now, Southern had something pretty big happen uh, just last weekend on February 3. Um, and so I'm an alumnus of Southern. I graduated from there in 2015, but I'm not there anymore. So I don't want this to be any, as we talk about this, I don't want this to be something that I um, I talk about as if I have a firsthand perspective of the incident. So I really want you to, to kind of let us know what happened on uh, February 23 or February 3, sorry, at Southern. Okay. Uh, so February 3rd, that was a Saturday night. We had what's called our Black Christian Union Night. 
uh, Black Christian Union or BCU is one of our cultural groups on this campus that they they aim to celebrate and also address a lot of the issues that happens in their own communities and at the same time share the positives and they want other people to join in, in, in that too. It doesn't matter uh, if you're white or Hispanic or Latinx or any of those, um, you can join this club. So with BCU Night, which is a culmination of that that club and their celebration, um, during the first opening ceremony, there was like a parade of nations, if you will. So students from across um, African, Caribbean nations, um, they all were, they had like their flags on their backs and they're just parading around with them uh, to some great music and people were celebrating as they saw their flag. In that particular moment, um, someone decided to post on a Snapchat that is not affiliated with Southern, uh, even though it was called Southern Stories, it's not affiliated with Southern. They decided um, to post Happy um, Nigger Day on that particular Snapchat account. Um, and that is where the controversy begins. This was shared across social media, namely Twitter, first, uh, firstly. And that kind of got around and has received the last time I checked it over 25,000 views. And this is where the controversy begins. People start to say that uh, Southern has always had this issue and that it is certain kinds of students who always do this, et cetera, et cetera. And unfortunately, the positivity of that night, the celebrations, the, the prayer that we had, the hugging it out at the end of it that we had, and the, to the togetherness that was displayed, um, and the fact that even our um, our president, Dr. Dave Smith, was even in BCU night, all of that seemed to be lost in the middle of this one person deciding to be ugly. Mm. Yeah. And this is, I know that when I was at Southern, something like this um, did happen. Um, but what I find, I guess, interesting about this is um, the power that this one act of racism had over the the whole night. Um, many mm -hmm. of the, it seems like from what I saw on Twitter and Facebook is many of the reactions didn't even bother to ask what was going on that night or what was happening at Southern, like what actually happened at BCU night. Um, instead they only focused on this one isolated incident, um, and proceeded to judge the entire, uh, campus from that one person. Um, now I know that Southern was able to identify who it was, but I'm not going to, I'm not asking to release any names or anything, but can you tell me a little bit about the perpetrator as far as um, what Southern did and, and, and um, what, or how Southern followed through on, on punishing the perpetrator? So at this moment, as, as, um, as we're recording this, it is believed to be a person that used to go here to Southern. They used to be a student here, um, but they were banned and expelled some time ago from, from some other issues. And they kind of commonly come up every couple of weekends and they were seen at this event and sitting in that same section. And they were known to be one of those individuals that always posted on that Snapchat and so what Southern has done has gone out and talked to Snapchat. They've reached out to Snapchat and said, hey, uh, this particular account, hate speech, et cetera. They got it taken down, taken down within about two days or so. Um, and what they're pursuing right now is to like formally say that this person is banned from campus. And if they do ever come back, then they will proceed uh, with legal matters as well as perhaps even charge for a hate crime because those kinds of things constitute that sort of behavior. Um, and so that's what I believe has, has been done in the past couple of days. 
Great. And yeah, it is um, when you're dealing with anonymous social media stuff, it's a lot harder to, to figure some of that out. So really glad to hear that, that Southern's been proactive on that. And I know Dave Smith released a statement, which I will include a link to uh, in the show notes. So no need to worry about that. Um, let me uh, let me ask you this. I know that racism and, and racial prejudice is a uh, has been a long term issue on the campus of Southern. Um, I know many friends who've been exposed to to uh, racism personally, and these aren't just microaggressions. So if there's someone going out, going on saying, oh, these are just microaggressions or microaggressions are overblown. I mean, overt acts of racism on behalf of or, you know, from students or from other students or from people in the community. Um, how do you believe that Southern can or will address some of those issues or a lot of those issues long term? What I believe that always needs to be done, and I will make this distinction as well, is that when I made my comments on Twitter, uh, which perhaps you can even include a link to or sure. some kind of picture, um, what I was trying to say to my students here at Southern was, this is not who we all are. We are not all this way. And I know that. And because of that, don't pay attention to this one person who at the moment I didn't even know, but who doesn't even go here that decided to troll such a positive program and ruin your night. Continue on. Know that this isn't a pro this is a problem and that it will be dealt with, but keep moving on and we're gonna find a way to address it. So in what Southern can do, one of the biggest things to me is they need to publicly acknowledge that for the past 126 years, there has been a problem on our campus, strategically located in the Deep South um, and where it is and what we've been known to do to certain people of color, especially uh, just Black people in general. Um, it needs to be said that, hey, we're sorry. Not necessarily, and this is also, I, I want to make a clear distinction. I don't want to say that people like Dave Smith or any of the white administrators, for example, are the people that have done wrong and been horrible. I want to say that the institution itself has not ever acknowledged it. And I think that needs to happen. I also think that we really need to move toward um, a bit of diversity training for our faculty and staff, because there are moments when there are microaggressions and discriminatory, discriminatory remarks that are made to students. And really, a lot of it is in ignorance. It's not like we walk around oppressed every day, hearing the N-word thrown around at us every single day. Um, it's just what's embedded into our culture. It's kind of what's been indoctrinated at Southern, and it needs to be addressed, not just here at Southern, where we know what we're working on and we know what we're doing. It needs to be addressed um, across our campuses, across social media, so that people know that Southern is taking a stance, if they didn't know before, that Southern is taking a stance against this kind of bigotry and hatred and racism, and that it understands where it's coming from. And I think at all possible, we need to move forward a VP of diversity and inclusion and have them be a very, very active role on our campus and work with different student groups um, to ensure that we have a campus that everybody feels a part of. It's a Southern that all people can be a part of. And that's, that's the direction we need to go with. And if we don't, I feel as though we'll be having this conversation next February and the next February, and it will continue to, to go on until we address it. Absolutely. Um, and I thank you for that perspective. I do know that um, there was some criticism that said you were trying to, you know, brush this under the rug or, or, or shrug, shrug it off and uh, pretend like Southern was, everything was fine. But what you're clearly saying is no, everything's not fine. 
Um, we should celebrate when we can celebrate, but ultimately, yeah, there's work to be done. Um, so I appreciate that. And, and I, I would agree. I don't think that anyone in, you know, administration is personally racist, but when you belong to an institution, um, there is an opportunity to uh, stop enabling the racism of the institution. So I, I long for the same things you do in that respect. Um, and I will say, um, I accidentally, my, I think my sophomore year at Southern in class, I made a, um, what I thought was just making a joke, um, actually ended up being a, um, a very racist and derogatory statement towards, um, Asians. And I didn't even think of it as that. I just thought I was being funny in class and the professor immediately called me on it. And he said, no, that's racist. Don't say that. And that was when I realized it was like a light bulb went off and I went, oh yeah, like you're right. And, and so there are, there are definitely people at Southern that are, that are fighting this good. They're calling it right when they see it. Um, that was a big part of my growth in this too. Um, so I, I, you know, I appreciate a lot of the individuals at Southern, but you're right. I do think that there's um, an institutional side of this that really needs to be addressed. Um, let me ask you, um, let me ask you this. What are your personal thoughts on um, the incident? Well, um, hmm. forgive me. I'm trying to figure out what you mean in that. So when that when that happened, how did you as an individual, um, how did you as an individual take it or or receive it and respond um, respond? So um, this is discounting, not necessarily discounting, but aside from your essay position, just you as a human being, um, how did this make you feel? I just felt like there was no place for that here. Um, sorry that it it almost seems as though <laughs> the presidency is my identity, but in this case, truly. My personal thoughts were that's not welcome here on our campus and that's not what should represent us. That's not even how I feel every single day. Um, I was hurt for my fellow black students, especially, and for my black people outside of this campus at our sister universities and the alumni. And I was also hurt that such a celebration could be used uh, for something just horribly negative about all of us here, whether it's the comments of black people here being complacent um, or myself being complacent. Um, my personal thoughts are just that it's hurtful, but I think that we are all called here for a reason and it's not to leave here. It's to come and make a difference. And just like your professor did that one time that you just didn't know about, that's what we're also called to do. When we see those things, it's not like, you may have said something, uh, some derogatory slur, perhaps not, but you might have said something that was offensive, like a microaggression. And we need to be here to to point those things out and to help each other grow. Otherwise, there's we're not going to make it to uh, to heaven truly if we continue to have these kinds of divisions within us and we foster those kinds of things. And I don't want to be a part of a group that fosters anger and racism towards people personally. Absolutely. Thank you for that. And, and, and I'm glad that we can, we can um, make your identity or, or, or not make, but acknowledge your identity as more than just the essay president, but as someone who is um, personally wrestles with this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is us has been your campaign. It's been kind of the, the platform that you've worked under. Um, what are steps this year that you believe Southern has taken to combat racism on campus, racial issues on campus, and how have you played a role as the SA president um, in those or in any of those? 
Great. Um, so I will say this before I get into what Southern has done. I do want to also make the distinction, of course, that I'm trying not to speak necessarily for the institution, um, but just saying what I have heard from a student standpoint and in my meetings with uh, Dr. Dave Smith and what we have all talked about just here as students. So here's what I do know. Um, is that firstly, of course, uh, you're going to attach the link of the president's letter that he put out. And it's something that Dave Smith didn't say necessarily in reaction to this one isolated event. He's been saying the importance of diversity on this campus in just about every single meeting that I've been with him in when he addresses faculty and staff and the board of trustees even. It's a very important and integral part of us moving forward. Um, there's also a diversity committee here that meets and there is also a, a group of um, faculty and staff that meet just about every month about this issue. And they are mixed from, from white to black to everywhere in between. And they're doing things together that foster that kind of um, culture that we can address these issues and talk about them. Um, that's what I have seen a whole lot from them. Uh, Dr. Dave Smith even spoke at Orchard Park Church here, which is a regional conference church, and he addressed how he felt, and he also addressed how he was, he was kind of raised to think certain things and his experience and how he didn't know of the privileges that he had, and it moved quite a few people. Um, so I would say that Southern is starting to take those steps. We just need to publicly acknowledge it. They have to put this around everywhere and let people know that this is something that we know and that we're focusing on. So as for the question of how have I played a role in them, um, I would like to say that I have been able to be in talks of marketing university relations. I have this idea over Christmas break as you have more time to think and just kind of sit down Absolutely. and think about what we do. Yeah, um, I thought it would be a fantastic idea to have banners um, that say Southern celebrates Black History Month um, across the promenade or even or the promenade, of course, is our long strip of road here at Southern that every student and faculty and staff walks on or even just flags around the campus from different countries. And so working with marketing, we decided to go with Southern celebrates Black History Month with a picture of prominent civil rights figures or people who have had significant effect on um, Southern's history, Black people, that is. Um, along with that, uh, I've been able to talk to McKee Library here in doing for, I feel like, perhaps the first time, a Black History Month media list. So that includes books like To Kill a Mockingbird or Uncle Tom's Cabin, any of those, while it also adds films and articles and all sorts of things, um, all sorts of media for students to really read and feel a part of um, as we celebrate together. So for those who aren't all, always about conversations, they can go and take something out um, and go and read it and enjoy it. Um, those are the things that I've been doing, as well as um, not just for Black people, but for uh, Hispanic and Latin American Heritage Month last semester, what I did was host an event called Defining Southern Culture. And what that looked like was analyzing the microaggressions and discrimination and racism and bigotry through the lens of pop culture. Um, so we, we looked at several shows that we all know. We looked at things like Jane the Virgin. Uh, we looked at things like Justin Timberlake's Senorita music video. We looked at Despacito, which was a huge hit last year. And we decided to call out some stereotypes by name, whether it was the angry Latina, the, uh, the temptress Latina, um, et cetera, et cetera. 
And we did activities like those that culminated also in doing a trivia night at the end of that about what we had learned. And the winner took home this uh, great big basket from our village market uh, food store here. And it was a great experience. And those are the kinds of things that I've been interested in doing um, and helping to bridge the gap and be kind of positive about what we're going through, not necessarily all about politics and those kinds of things, but rather just addressing it on an interpersonal level. Mm, I, I think that's awesome. It, it kind of speaks to the, uh, the dress for the job you want um, attitude of saying, look, this is the culture we want to foster and create here. So we're going to be intentional about, about doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really cool. Um, there was a, um, there was a specific response I saw um, that that ended up getting a lot of traction, a lot of heat. It wasn't necessarily a response from one person, but it was a response from several people. Um, and this this ended up being almost a bigger argument than than about the incident itself, mm-hmm. um, which was that people were were basically um, saying that people of color at Southern were complacent um, and telling them you shouldn't be attending Southern. You should be attending um, one of our other sister institutions that do better in the area of diversity. Um, so, if it, and that, this obviously drew a lot of attention. Um, what would you say? Um, what would you say to that response that says people of color at Southern should be attending other universities? What would you, what's your response to that? Oh, I would admit that that particular portion was very hard to read. Um, because instead of really helping the people of color, color who are here try and make a difference and make a change and not even knowing about what we are actively doing here on the ground at our own campus, people decided to take things out of context and say, because these things are still happening, you all are obviously not doing anything. And that was hurtful. Um, my response to them was very similar to my Twitter thread that I posted right after um, my original tweet, which was in some ways misconceived, was that um, if they have questions such as those and they don't understand what we are doing, then they can feel free to message us um, about what we are doing. They can ask us, what do we mean by, for example, what does this is us mean? What is that all about? Um, They can ask us just the the rumors that they have heard as Confederate flags on campus, for example, Uh, What are we doing about those things? They could ask us questions and help us learn. I want to be able to say to my sister universities that when your people of color anywhere are suffering from some kind of injustice or some kind of hurt and pain, instead of pointing the finger at them and saying, for example, uh, let's say you're living in Detroit and you're dealing with an injustice over there and someone's telling you, you should just leave and come all the way over here to Chicago. Everything's much better over here. Rather than going back and fixing that situation and being there and driving over there and leading marches and leading something to help us, uh, it's just hurtful. I would say that what needs to happen is to encourage us, band with us, come here and pray with us, be on our campus actively and say we are making a stance against what happened and we are not going to point the finger at our people of color. We are going to help them. We're going to support them. We want to be able to call people up and say, do you support us? Come down in a busload. Help us. Let's get let's get to work here. Okay, so when it comes to racial injustices on campus, what kind of reactions would you encourage us to take? What I would love to encourage um, others to do is to say, namely, firstly, to, to our administration, hey, 
here are the issues that we are having right now. Are you going to do something about them? Um, and go to your administration, go to these faculty and staff members that you are close to and start a movement, start a change. And um, I know that a lot of our administration, and our faculty and staff, I'm quite sure that they would be up for it. They just need to know. And if they don't understand it, then sure, maybe try something else. But there are other ideas such as having listening ses sessions. If it doesn't come from faculty and staff and administration, then students, be passionate, lead those out, get people to come. I'm quite sure that if you reached out to like your student association or just to student development or someone, you could even get uh, worship credit, convocation credit or something like that for these things. There are ways to address this because we as the students of this institution are um, the buyers. We are the consumers of what we are given. And so because of that, we have to demand um, to the people who technically kind of work to make this place a better place for us, uh, we have to demand that they, that they pull through and that they give uh, the students what they are asking for. And in this case, th these kinds of demands, I believe, are doing more, more good than harm. Because uh, if we can't address these things, then we're not going to be able to move forward as a, as a university and as Christians. So there are positive ways Absolutely. of doing so. All right. Um, and you've already kind of alluded to this uh, in an earlier question, but um, how can those outside of Southern's campus help to fight against these issues? So not just people of color from other universities or, or just people from other universities, but how can someone like me as an alumnus or how can, how can people on the outside um, best help to fight against these kind of racial injustices? I feel as though um, very similar to what it felt like almost every student here did, even for me, um, when this incident happened, was say, hey, we are doing things, or hey, we're here to help you. We are praying for you. We want to be a part of the positive process, whether that is posting something on social media that is encouraging to the people within the institution. Um, whether that is even doing things like this, a podcast that gets the real perspective, the real story, and gets that out to the crowds who may have been offended by it, just to have something real on hand. Because um, at the end of the day, it comes back to, as Christians, how do we address when one another have been hurt? What is the process in doing so? And how can we bring about reconciliation? And so my encouragement to all of you all out there who may have felt some kind of way is to reach out and maybe even give um, helpful, constructive tips in the best way that you can and um, to record things like this, to write about the stories, um, to, to record these stories and just be encouraging. Don't, don't necessarily point the finger and say that it is only one place or one person or one group of people that are horrible and don't understand and that they'll never get better. Be a part of the solution. And I want to encourage everyone to uh, be the change. Be Absolutely. The change. Um, well, let me ask you just one, one final uh, question. And this is, um, this is kind of free reign for you. Um, do you have any final thoughts, encouragements, or anything else that you want to add um, as we kind of close out this conversation? I guess for me, I just want to say that for my fellow people of color um, who were offended or who just did not understand where I was coming from and to the slurs that I received, whether that was Uncle Tom or 
um, kind of making fun of my slogan in a way or any of that, I want to say to them, um, not rather that, hey, you shouldn't have done that, but just, um, I am sorry for offending you. My original point was lost. And I just asked specifically that if anything like this happens again for a Black leader or any leader in this particular position, that you're there to encourage them, to directly message them, do something that is more productive than hurtful um, to the people here who are working so, so hard to do everything that you've actually said, but you're not around to see. So just like in anything, um, let's get the full story and understand the full scope of a situation before we blow it up, before we become angry with one another as Christians, and before we, we point the finger at a group of people who are actually trying to do something positive and trying to impact where we are. And I just ask that um, people, all of you all, that uh, you continue to pray for us because this thing will not be solved overnight. It won't be solved in a single semester or a year. Culture change takes time. And trying to define what Southern Adventist University culture is takes time because of where we are located and 126 years of what it's been like here. It takes time. Be with us, pray for us, encourage us. Awesome. Thank you so much, Philip. Thank you for your work, for your tireless effort. Um, and I know that that in situations like this, it can be incredibly difficult to be a leader um, when every action and word is scrutinized. So I want to thank you for your honesty uh, on this episode. I want to thank you for coming on and for the work you're doing at Southern um, on behalf of people of color, on behalf of all students and faculty at Southern, um, all the work that you're doing to make your school, make your culture and make everything a better place and a safe place for everyone. Um, that is not easy work. Uh, it is not work that is for everyone, but you've taken it upon yourself. Um, and I think you're doing a great job. So thank you so much again for everything that you're doing. And I will be continuing to pray for you um, this semester as you uh, finish out your studies and continue to navigate through some of these waters. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I really, really appreciate just the time to share my heart with you and with everybody who's listening. Thank you and uh, continue to pray for us. Today's episode of Absurdity is sponsored by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to www.thehaystack.org. The Haystack. Life. Culture. Theology.